This, 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 Welcome to podcast episode 242. This one dedicated to the world of UFC. Uh, we are the Fight Disciples. If you've never come across us before, you can get us uh, on iTunes. Just search Fight Disciples. Our website is fightdisciples.com if you need us via Android. And we're all over social media at Fight Disciples, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Uh, you might be able to detect a little bit of an echo in the back of this particular show because just like the boxing show this week, we are in Nick Pete's house. His brand spanking new house that I've not been allowed to come to uh, because he would have him work done on the back of it. Uh, I actually think that it's not actually Nick's decision as to why I haven't been allowed in the house. I think it's uh, his good lady wife. You can't come until it's finished, Adam. You can't come until it's clean. That's well, true. Jane, I've rocked up this morning. I've seen your knickers out everywhere, kid, <laughs> aren't you? Could have tied it up, couldn't you? <laughs> it's all right here, isn't it? It's all right, isn't it? It's not a little space. I'll tell you something, and now I know where all that bloody T-shirt money's gone <laughs> off the old top, <laughs> off the old uh, Fight Disciples Gorilla King T-shirts. Look at this, eh? Yeah, you've got a mug there as well. I have. I've never, do you know something? Right. I fucking own the company, and I've, I've never even seen these. <laughs> where, where have these come from? The Fight Disciples mug prototypes. They're all in Nick Pete's house. <laughs> I'll tell you something. You come around to someone's gaff, you find out the real man. Absolutely. That's it. Um, the reason why we're in Nick's house... Because he's fresh off a plane from Viva Las Vegas. Proper scouts getting off the plane this morning. Full tracksuit. Baseball cap on, aren't you? <laughs> Spot him a mile off. Don't, you don't need, when you're picking Nick up from the airport, you don't need a sign. So then he obviously he can detect you. You detect him. You're on um, a 10-hour flight. You've got to go comfortable, man. You've got to wear trainers. Yeah. Tracksuit bottoms. You've got the brand on as well. You've got the uh, Gorilla T-shirt on as well. got the Gorilla King T on as well, yeah. obviously. Spread the gospel, the good mm. word. Yeah. People who travel on 10-hour flights in jeans need their heads testing, if you ask me. Mm. You know, you get the hot ball syndrome, don't you? You get the uh, Derek Lewis. The hot balls. You get the Derek Lewis. We'll be talking about that later on in the show, mate. No question about it. I'm a little bit disappointed that you haven't brought the uh, Dan Hardy green visor back with you. Well... The Dan Hardy green visor from Vegas. Anyone that follows us on social media, no doubt you would have seen it. Dan will be talking about that on his full reptile show later in the week, but we're going to give it away to a oh, fight disciple. Nice. Dan's going to personally sign it. We're going to give it away as a competition uh, later this week. We'll have to come up with something fucking clever, no doubt. Now, I don't know whether Dan will admit the types of things that went on in Vegas. Now, I know what, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. I know that that's the rule, but this is the fight disciples. You've got to share some of that shit. Now, what I didn't appreciate, this is right, I'll tell you a little story and I could tell what was going on. So everybody knows that uh, I host all the fight stuff for, uh, for TalkSport, which is a UK radio station. So I'm on the radio, right? Now, with the time difference, I think to myself, I'll tell you what we'll do. We need to talk about McGregor. We need to talk about Khabib. What we'll do, we'll get me mates on who are out in Vegas. Because I saw on their Instagram that they had uh, hired a very nice car, yep. a very nice car indeed, and they were they were enjoying themselves a little bit too much. So I thought, I'm not getting Nick on. I'll uh, I'll get Dan on, right? So I'll get Dan on. He's on the radio. We're talking about McGregor. We're talking about Khabib. And he's holding his own. He's obviously in this lovely, what were it? Some type Challenger. of muscle car. Little challenging muscle Challenger car, Hemi. weren't it? Yeah. So we're having a little bit of a chat on the radio, right? And I could hear him in the background giggling like a fucking little schoolgirl. <laughs> So I start having a conversation with a pair of them, don't, don't I, right? And I could tell there's absolutely nowhere whatsoever, right, that these two are straight as a die here. There's definitely some extracurricular shenanigans going on the back in the, in the state of, uh, of legal use, let's just say, yeah? Nevada? You, 
Yeah. Did you enjoy yourself in Nevada, you two? Did you? <laughs> we did. Yeah. <laughs> laugh. That day when you spoke to us on the radio, <clears throat> we were actually blamming our way out of Las Vegas, away from the strip, out of the Red Rocks Canyon. And uh, again, anyone that follows on me on Instagram probably seen the picture of Dan standing by the car, we're up in the mountains for a couple of hours. Taking in Mother Nature. A couple of, they got, didn't get lost. <laughs> they just got lost track of time because they were enjoying themselves, weren't you, boys? Chilling out up in the mountains. Uh, and then you. we were fucking... Like a fucking episode of The Hangover. <laughs> little little Alan. <laughs> He's up in the mountains. I was, Alan. Passes that doobie. Absolutely. Let's have a right go. Then we jumped back in the car, blazed back down to the strip. Blazed. Yeah, that's the right word. <laughs> that's, the, that's the correct word to be using. We're, we're driving down the strip. Honestly, it was just fucking mental. We were going for dinner, but for some reason on our way to dinner, we decided to stop at Whole Foods I, 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 for well, sandwiches. I'll tell you why you stopped for sandwiches <laughs> on the way to dinner, shall I? <laughs> Munchies kicked well in, kicked in well and truly. So then we're on our way down the strip then to pick up some of the other lads and uh, yeah. we uh, we found ourselves, and I'm in the heart of the strip now, casinos everywhere, lights everywhere, people everywhere, blamming down in this ch- challenger, windows down, full blast. And what did we have rocking on the mic? Dire Straits money for nothing. Love it. Love yes. that. Yeah, yeah. We were in the zone. Money for nothing, chicks for free. Honestly, it was fucking hilarious. You've got a geezer, former MMA uh, world title challenger in a green visor and his mate off his tits in the, in the passenger <laughs> seat. <laughs> yeah, and then we rocked down to the Pepper Mill, which is like this famous 24-7 um, diner off the strip. Just on, Well, it's like at the end of the strip, down by Dirty Vegas. Been there forever hasn't changed in forever and it literally is open 24/7 serves a full menu 24/7 anytime it's just went in there and just fucking filled your boots did I, you? have, I think i had a, i think i had a bowl of chicken wings nice just a, a literally a big bowl of chicken wings nice not 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 a full nice. meal just bring just me chi- a- <laughs> literally just bring me chicken wings and a big pot of blue cheese sauce yeah i'm working i'm working while i'm out there grafting away <laughs> <laughs> Sure we on, the, on the first time with the wife. You're working hard? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go and do a podcast. That's it. That's it. Well, it, it sounded like a lovely trip. It sounded like you had a wonderful time. Um, epic. Uh, first thing he did when he uh, when he got back to Pete Towers today, brew and toast, just to just oh, to come wow. round, just to come round, get yourself back in the, the back in the tips. swing of things, and then we can start talk about uh, the debacle that was UFC 229, mate. Listen, you, you go. You were there. You were yeah, in the yeah. arena. You've seen it. I've obviously got my opinion, and I'll chuck that in later in, but that's just from, a, from a, watching it on the TV point of view. Give, okay, it, give let, it to me. Well, tell you what. Let me tell you about my day first, the day <laughs> of the fight. So I got up the day of the fight, and I've been grafting. For, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> I've been having a go for a couple of days. Gets up the Saturday morning. I thought, right, I've got nothing to do Saturday morning. I'm going to have some time off. I'm not going to lie by the pool. I'm going gonna, gonna to go and get some presents for the kids. Because um, <laughs> they'd seen your first time the night before off your cake. <laughs> Fucking hell. It's going to take me a week to get back in good books here. Gotta <laughs> go and get some gifts for the missus and kids. So, uh, first, of, first of all, I wake up Saturday morning with a killer sore throat. Really? <laughs> and I'm thinking, I'm on air tonight. I'm broadcasting tonight. I've got to fucking get rid of this sore throat. <clears throat> so, I'm scrambling around trying to find somewhere with lozenges. Oh, I'm in a bad way. Okay, right, okay. <laughs> Get himself sorted. Bear in mind, he's he's been sent out there by a national broadcaster (laughs) to do a job. And I've got a sore throat. And he's off his head. I can't even talk. (laughs) So 
Gets a taxi to Walgreens, gets in there, gets some cold and flu, buys some lozenges, everything. It's not a cold and flu, Nick. There's no It's not a cold and flu. Sort me throat out. I thought, right, okay. I'll go and get the little fella some Ghostbusters because that's all he wants, a Ghostbusters. So goes to the fashion show mall, an hour there, fuck all in there, absolutely awful. Gets a taxi to another mall uh, on the outskirts of town, this outlet mall thing. Nothing there either. And I'm like, what the fuck? Taxi to another place. So by now I've spent $80 on taxis trying to find (laughs) a $20 Ghostbusters present. Finally gets this one big bang toy and collectibles, tiny little shop in the suburban area of Vegas, walks in, turns around, eight classic 80s figurines from the Ghostbusters. Winning, yeah. Happy days. Nice. Bang, $35 dropped on it, Egon, sorted. Winning. That's me done. So jumps back and I'm thinking, shit, I've got to be at the arena for half three. Make sure to get fed, you know, the dinner's on at half three before I start. This is about two o'clock. Race back to the hotel I'm staying at, get to the hotel, up to my room, key card won't work. Fucking key cards going. So the cleaner comes down. I said, my key card, can you let me in my room? She said, no, no, no. She said, uh, you, you've checked out. I said, I haven't. So my gear's still in there. Went down to reception. Waits at reception for 40 minutes. Finally sees someone. Yeah, yeah, your room isn't paid for for tonight. Your, your, your room no. finished on Saturday morning. I was like, I'm working the fight tonight. So it gives the broadcaster a ring. And I'm like, listen, my room hasn't been paid for. By the time it got sorted. Yeah. Basically, I had to buy, the room had to be paid for cash. And then, anyway, long story short, I eventually get into my room. I'm supposed to be meeting everyone at the arena in 10 minutes' time. So I jumps in the shower quick, fucking gets myself sorted, flies over to the arena. um, And I'm like, right, okay, fucking what a night I've had. Don't even worry about it, blah, blah, blah. Sorted it all out. Great. Get to the press area, gets me press pass. Yeah, I need to go upstairs to the broadcasting booths. Yeah, your your pass won't let you go upstairs. (laughs) So the UFC have issued me with the wrong pass. So now I can't even get to the broadcast booth where I'm working. Yeah, yeah. So now I'm waiting for someone from the UFC to walk me through. Eventually, Mike comes out. Yeah, I'll take you up. Don't worry about it. Every checkpoint, the UFC now, because of what happened previously. Do you remember May Mac and that kid posted the video on YouTube? Yeah, yeah. And he was like right in because he had a black pass. So the UFC have nailed it now. So... you get a pass, but you're, it's face recognition at yeah. every checkpoint. Yeah, yeah. So as you walk up, if you're not allowed to go past that checkpoint, it flashes up like red. You know what I mean? He's like, this guy's in the wrong place. So me and Mike from the UFC, we went through about fucking six of these checkpoints, and every time they go, hey, hey, stop, stop. I'm like, I'm with him, I'm with him. Chaos. We get in there, we get in the lift. We got to the top floor. The guy said, right, we're in that booth there, mate. Yeah, you can't come through this door. You're going to have to go back down. Meanwhile, the event started now. It was just absolute chaos, absolute mental. Look here, everybody's everybody's feeling really sorry for you listening to this yeah, right no, now. Exactly. Like, this is a first world problem, mate. Everybody's so, like going, "Fuck off, Nick." So I'm up and down off. lifts, up and down <laughs> lifts, wrong pass on everything else. Well, did eventually gets into the booth. Yeah, great sound, quick test. Let's go. Let's do a quick test. Blah blah blah. My microphone's not working. <laughs> Somebody's trying to tell you something here. No like. shit. This is all happening, and I'm like, "What is going on? This is." The biggest MMA event in history, and I'm having a day of pure calamities here. Uh, yeah, we couldn't get microphone to work. So, anyway, in the end, eventually, someone from the the like support team for the audio um, came up and, and produced a headset and all's well. So you had a Madonna well. mic on. I had a Madonna job. Yeah, so you sat there with the old fucking steps. All, all's well and ends well, and then. Obviously, the card kicked in, and fuck me, what an event. Mm. What an event, son. 
Where are we going to start? Do you want to start? The end. We'll go backwards. Because yeah. that's the main talking point. And that's, and that's the whole point of this, because we shouldn't be talking about the end. The end, we should be talking about a phenomenal performance uh, by a geezer that's still undefeated as a mixed martial artist who absolutely made Conor McGregor look like a little boy. But we're not talking about that because nope. that's not the talking point. No, it is not. The main news outlets worldwide weren't talking about Khabib's tremendous performance within the 20 minutes of that fight. He blew it, didn't he? We're talking about what happened afterwards. He blew it. He absolutely blew it. Had the very moment when Herr Dean pulled him off, and, he, and believe me, he pulled him off, didn't he? He had to fucking drag him off. Yeah, yeah. He'd still be choking Conor now if he could, or squeezing his head. Um, but that very moment when Herr pulled him away, if Khabib billion dollar walks around the octagon That's at that it. point, That's it. he's fucking smashed it. He is the new superstar. He's absolutely destroyed it on every level. But he doesn't. All that, that entire week months, maybe take it back to New York, take it back to the, the dolly, the dolly throwing incident in April. All them weeks and months of him taking that aggression, that all those feelings inside. It's festering, it? It. it? was festering on him. It's just bubbling under the surface, yeah, obviously. Yeah. And it wasn't enough to make Connor quit because he, he, he that wasn't enough of a release for him. It's like, yeah, I've made you quit. Now where the fuck's your team? I'm going to make them quit as well. You know, it was like... It, he, he let it get to him so much, like a pressure cooker. He just exploded. And when he exploded, then all, all hell broke loose because obviously his team joined in as well. Mm. The thing is, if you take this away from professional sport and you just, and you just talk about this as a man on the street, you can't, you can't blame him because of all the things that's been said, all the things that's been done. Yeah. If, if all those things that happened to me and you, yeah. someone said that about your family, someone said that about your dad, someone said that about your religion, someone said... You would blow. You would blow. And you would you would take it to him on the street. But this is professional sport at the end of the day, isn't it? Two wrongs don't make a right. I've seen so much on, on social media where people are going, well, it's all right for Connor to do it. Well, hang on a minute. No, hang on. We, we've never said that it's all right for no. Connor to be... In fact, when Connor did throw the t- dolly, we were like, he's a fucking prick. Yeah, he absolutely. Should be banned. Absolutely. But he did. He went, listen, he was arrested. The criminal charges were dropped. There's lawsuits still going on and all that type of carry on at this moment in time. It's being dealt by the authorities. If the UFC want to bottle it because he's a cash cow and they don't want to ban him and they want to make an excuse that, well, he's not been in competition for two years, so that's technically a ban. If they want to make that excuse, then that's them. Yeah, we'll yeah. slag that off because we believe that they should have done more. Of course. Because he was bang out of order. But two wrongs don't make a right. Just because he did that doesn't mean that Khabib can go and do what he did. Khabib caused a riot, mate. Exactly. All the innocent people, with, with what Connor did, he was in a parking lot. Yeah. Everybody that was there, you can hear a dog going off in the background, by the way, on the podcast. It's not yours, is it? No, it's not mine. I'm not, I'm not a dog man, mate. No. Just to, just let you know, it's next door. But with, with what with what Connor did, it was in a parking lot. Everybody that was involved in that, from his point of view, was supposed to be there. I appreciate innocent people did get injured. People like Chiesa and there were women on that bus and yeah. all sorts of carry on. And that's being dealt with with lawsuits at this moment in time. General members of the public weren't involved no. at that at that particular incident. No, and it wasn't. It wasn't live on TV. It wasn't live on TV. It wasn't a. It wasn't an event that was watched by multi millions of people around the world. And he, and he and in effect, he wasn't at work. No, in effect, he wasn't. Well, he at had work. no business. He shouldn't have been there. Mm. He shouldn't have been at that event in New York. But with Khabib. He's at work. Yeah. He's doing... He, you know, if, if I did something at work, if I went and slapped somebody at work, I'd probably end up getting sacked. Yeah. Whilst I'm at work. But if you slap someone from work in the pub down the road, 
I'll probably get a telling off yeah, yeah. and maybe called into the boss's office, but because it didn't happen on work's premises, yeah. we work, we live to fight another day. Of course, absolutely agree. I think the situation as well is... Um, what what Connor did was was fucking disgusting, and the UFC should have took action. And then, but they didn't. But they didn't. And know. it's gone now. And then the, the the words that Connor's using throughout all last week when we were talking about it, it was like it was. Oh, we kept on signing off by saying, "Oh, he's just trying to get in Khabib's head." You know, he's slagging off his dad, his religion. You know, offering him a drink even though he knows he's Muslim. Then calling him, you know, that immortal, immortal line where he was like, yeah. "You know, you're back fucking, we'll see you next Tuesday." Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. <clears throat> And we all laughed at that, and we were like, yeah, but he's just trying to get inside his head. Now, culturally, you know, I'm not very religious. No, sir. In fact, I'm, you know, I'm an atheist. I don't really believe in religion. You know, I'm not really getting involved in all that. And, you know, if people want to be religious, that's cool. You know, my dad likes going to church and stuff. Crack on. It doesn't really bother me. But if someone had to go, if someone had a, you know, an opinion about religion that was quite strong or whatever. It wouldn't really bother me. It, it would just brush over me. And then because I used to banter, especially being from the north of England, it's all about banter. Look at Darren Till's thing. It's always like, your ma's this, your ma's that. That's just kind of the way we are, isn't it? You know, the lads slag each other off. Yeah, yeah. So maybe to us, that kind of words are, are far more acceptable than if you're a devout Muslim from... Dagestan. Dagestan. Because it's all about protecting your family, protecting, you know, your religion, your beliefs, everything else. You know, it's massive disrespect. I'm here and to have a go at someone's family is certainly as far as everything else. So some, I think somewhere along the lines here, we've, we, it's been lost culturally. Yeah, yeah. That, There's no question about that. have been far more offended by yeah. what Connor's said. There's no question about that. Yeah. We, we're able to brush it off. Now, maybe that's something we need to look at as a sport, fight sports in general. Because it's all run, it's all good and well, the UFC going, yeah, but he's an independent contractor. He can say what the fuck he wants. All we do is put the shows on. If he wants to say that's about him and he wants to say that, that's fine. But this is different now. They need to take some responsibility of it, perhaps, and say to the likes of Conor and whoever, you're not allowed to speak about religion. You're not allowed to speak about politics. You know that because it's... It's too far. Yeah, it, you're crossing, it's you're crossing far, into yeah. different realms. You're transcending away from the actual fight itself. So when you you're start bringing in other shit, exactly. So when you start thinking it like that, you know, then it becomes political. Then it's a political issue now. Now, now, now it's a real issue. You know, you get it's just really dodgy ground. I'm not trying to excuse what Khabib has done. I think it was absolutely disgusting, and I think he will be punished, and his team will certainly be punished as well. But I just think we need to try and understand understand yeah, yeah. why he was. He he exploded in the way he did. No, listen. I have I I can totally understand as to why he's exploded. I, I'm just I, I feel for him a little bit because the that moment he's done what he was supposed to do. Yeah. He absolutely bummed the living daylights out of Connor, didn't he? Right. He made him look like he a little. Him. He made a, he made him look like he a wrestle little boy. Fucked him. He absolutely <laughs> wrestle fucked him. Yeah, he dominated him. Absolutely dominated. Connor had nothing. No. He had nothing for him. Even even in the stand up, Connor didn't land the right hand like Khabib landed the right hand. You know, <clears throat> Khabib that performance couldn't have gone any better. You couldn't have scripted that any better for Khabib. It was a one sided beat down. He never got. He never even got beat up in the feet like we thought he would. No. He looked. He, at times he looked better than Connor on the feet. Yeah, he did. Connor hit him with some good shots and he just shrugged it off and walked through it. Mm. We didn't expect that. We thought he'd crumble. We thought Connor would be able to shrug him off, and well, nobody's cracked him. Nobody's cracked him, no. and Connor did crack him, and he just went, "Fuck it, come on, let's have it then." Exactly. I'll take you on in that third round. Yeah, he had to go at a couple of uh, takedowns, and and Connor did stuff. Yeah, I Connor... thought that was Connor's. The third round yeah, was Connor's best, best round. round. It was his best but round. The last minute of that round, I just remember Connor beating the shit out of him again. Yeah, 
He was fun. I, listen, from start to finish, he was fantastic. The he first round, I said, I forgot how boring it is to watch Khabib because the first round was boring. He took him down. He sat on Held him. Held him down. Did very little. For about four and a half minutes. Yeah, and I'm thinking, did very little. No, he didn't out. And I'm thinking, oh, please don't be like this now. I built this fight up to be massive. Yeah. There's people worldwide tuning into this. Please be summit. The second round, he fucking treated him like my daughter treats her dollies. Smacked him around the yeah. fucking living room, didn't he? Absolutely gave him the biggest idea of his life. And I'm thinking to myself, shit. Fair play for Connor for surviving it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think he was going to survive it. Second round, uh, sorry, third round, I got excited again because it ended up on the feet. Well, but, Connor kept shrugging him off. Yeah. Connor started landing a few shots. And you but were then like, I, I was like you. At the end of it, I was thinking, can I give that to Connor? Because yeah, I don't yeah. know if I can give it him. I know that all the judges gave it to him. I did. I did on it. But then Dan was like that to me. I still give it to Khabib, me. I still think Khabib. Because done, he matched him. Done the most damage. Yeah. I was like, okay. I could see that as well. Yeah. And then the finish. In the fourth round, obviously, he went back to getting him on the deck and then yeah. ragged on him. At that point, right... He is, he's belittled Connor. He's massively belittled him. Yeah. Because we saw in the Nate Diaz fight, the Nate Diaz fight was very different to this because, in my opinion, Connor was winning the Nate Diaz fight up until he ran out of gas. So he, gassed, yeah. he shot and then he bottled it, I think. Yeah, I think yeah. he bottled it. Well, shooting on Nate Diaz. That, yeah. That was, his, that was a way out there. Absolutely. And I think he's bottled it again here, you know, because that choke's not in. It's a face crank. Mm. And, but he never even cranked the face. He just no, squeezed it. He just felt, it, it, it was like... Connor all of a sudden went, I really don't want to be here. Yeah. And then he just went, fuck it, I want out. And obviously Khabib was mad at that because Khabib wanted to humiliate him. He wanted to bust him. He wanted, in effect, he wanted to take it maybe too far yeah, because yeah. he wouldn't let go at the yeah. end. At the end, Herb Dean really had to just yank him off him and clean him off. And obviously then he went back, didn't he? He was giving it, giving it the big one. And then he's gone off to Dylan Dennis as well and jumped into the crowd. We know, we know all that. Yeah. But like you just said, at that point, if he just... I know it's hard because of everything that's gone on. If he'd have just had that cool head exactly. to go, like you said, the Billy, the Billy Strut. If he'd have done the Billy Strut after fucking making him tap like a little yeah. boy like that, mate, we are talking about a fucking superstar right Imagine now. Imagine if he just billion-dollar walks to the other side of the octagon where Connor's whiskey logo is and just spits on it. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Then he smashed it. Then every a whole of, every. Muslim out there who doesn't drink as well is like, he is right. He's disrespected as Muslim brand Muslim. now as well. Yeah, just fucking... Muslims. Where's that here going? Yeah, yeah. That would have been amazing. Mate, <laughs> fucking welcome to the game, sunshine. Exactly. That is outrageous. Dude, that, that's beating Connor's own game. Like, he beat Connor up in the fight. If he'd have reacted differently, he'd have beat him at his own game as well. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, I think in the aftermath, I think in the press conference afterwards, when Khabib was like, it's unacceptable. I don't want, this is mixed martial arts. In martial arts, it's about respect. We shouldn't have. We don't need to slag each other off and stuff like that. He doesn't quite get it because we do. There's a reason why Connor's yeah. the biggest star in the sport. Yeah. It's because he rocks the mic. It's all good and well. Because GSP used to tow that line as well. It's about respect for your opponents and everything else. You can be a badass, badass inside the octagon. But I tell you now, if GSP had the mic skills of Conor McGregor, we wouldn't even have a GOAT conversation. Everyone would go, well, fucking GSP's the greatest ever. Connor's chasing him. But GSP is like... He's probably in everyone's mix. Yeah. But when you look at what GSP did as, as body of work, there's if no he had question. the personality yeah, to go no with question. it, yeah, he, yeah. he should be the fucking greatest of all time. Yeah. And he's clean. Well, yeah. He's never tested positive, at least. Yeah. But he's, he, no one ever really goes GSP straight away. No. Because you go, well, you he's know, a bit there's, there's Anderson, there's, there's John Jones. and Yeah, but, you know, because they have personality. Personality goes a long way. GSP didn't really have it. He was too vanilla, as you say. And Khabib coming out and saying the sport doesn't need it. It's wicked. It's a wicked stance. I get it. 
but the sport needs Conor McGregor. Otherwise, we're not even in this position right now. No. We're certainly not talking about it being the, the third biggest pay-per-view gate in the history of fight sports, mm. which is what they're expecting it to be. Mm. <sighs> what happens now? Because at that, listen, at that point, at the point of him tapping, yeah. at the point of him tapping, I'm thinking, where does fucking Conor go from here? Diaz, three. But that's it, isn't it? Yeah. Because he's just been absolutely schooled well, by is, Khabib at I, that point. Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking, aside from, let's, <clears throat> let's forget about what happened in the aftermath because that's a different conversation. We need to talk about what, where Khabib goes from here now. But Connor from this point, because Connor's got, got his, we, we know Connor's getting paid. He's had his check. Yeah. Connor's not in, under investigation necessarily for what happened. You know, he's come out as the victim in all this. His brand has actually been saved. Yeah. When really, his brand as a fighter, his legacy should be completely tarnished. He's been massively exposed. Yeah. But instead, he's come out looking like the victim. He's come out with the perfect excuse to be like, well, you know, fucking whatever. It felt, do you know, at the point when he tapped, it felt like round. It felt like Rousey against yeah. Uh, Nunes. Yeah, that's when it, that's what it felt like to me. I thought I've just watched greatness. It, 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 was, it, it wasn't real. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's what it felt like. Of course. But now it doesn't feel like that. No. Because of what Khabib did. I know that it shouldn't, it shouldn't do because he did get absolutely ragdolled. But but do you think there's not a wrestler? There's not. Sorry, there's not a lightweight in that entire UFC now that isn't like, please give me Connor, because the, there's a blueprint to beat him. Yeah. Just wrestle fuck him. Yeah. And Kevin Lee could do that to him. Yeah, he could. Uh, Justin Gaethje could probably do that to him if he wanted to. I know he fights with his face, but he's got the wrestling ability. Absolutely, Tony Ferguson could do Tony that Tony Ferguson would make a mess of him. Absolutely no fucking problem. So the issue now is where do you go next? Now, the obvious answer for me is Diaz 3. Yeah. Because Nate Diaz ain't going to wrestle for him. It's not in his nature. No. Nate Diaz will want to knock him out because that's just what the Diaz brothers do. And I think... The one six five division now suddenly becomes a fucking proper ri- li- uh, proper reality for me because I know Dana White's gone absolutely no chance. Yeah, but but one six five with Connor fighting Diaz for the vacant one six five belt, Connor becomes a three weight world champion. He can- continues that line. He can still claim to be the king, all that kind of stuff. And you basically just say, "Sorry, Khabib, you're dominating at one fifty five, and you know." Potentially, you make that rematch in the future because that will happen again. Mm. Khabib and Connor will happen again mm. purely because the it, fact it it's wouldn't, the third biggest pay per view in the history yeah. of fight sports. Would it have, would it have done if Khabib Without this rhetoric? No, it, could, it can't. No, because he got at, it was a single handed beatdown. Yeah, it wasn't competitive for me. No, he smashed him to bits. So Tony Ferguson gets the fight with Khabib next. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. However, there's a caveat to that because is Khabib. When is Khabib going to be able to fight again? Is Khabib going to get suspended? I, I think he will. He should be. Mm. Because we touched on it earlier. You know, let's take this as the are separate instance. Yes, what Connor did led to Khabib's actions. I agree with that. He fucking poured petrol on the fire, and that's why Khabib exploded. However, Khabib's a professional athlete. You can't behave like that in front of an arena of 20,000 people who are already supercharged up on being and what knows what else. Mm-hmm. It was like a it was like a tin it was like a fucking a bubbling pot in there. And when he did that, the roof almost blew off. You know, yes, we've seen the fight with Khabib and, and Dylan Dennis and Connor's corner. Yes, we all seen Khabib's team jump in and attack Connor inside the octagon. We've all seen that footage. But what most people probably didn't see is what I could see from the skybox I had was the pockets of fights going in the in the crowds as well. Between Russian and Irish Between fans. Russian and Irish fans. 
there was at least half a dozen of them, little skirmishes. Thankfully, the security were able to calm it down. And I think... It carried on, though, on Dan the strip. mentioned it. Yeah, it did. It carried on outside on the strip. And Dan mentioned it. It was like, it's kind of lucky Connor lost in the manner he did because I think a lot of Irish fans, by the time it all kicked off, we were already quite deflated. Like, oh... Connor's been, exp- you know, and they weren't necessarily charged up, ready to fight. Yeah. Had it been a back and forth, ding dong, ding dong, and everyone's like, wah, and then it goes off. I think the whole fucking arena could have just turned into like a scene out of, um, what's, it, what's it called with the fucking, with the gangs in? Um, like 300 or something like that. Yeah, you? just like a fucking mad, the Warriors, you no know, something like the Warriors, just like fucking just fighting in every single seat and every single aisle. Had we had a ding dong fight, had that twenty thousand people having it exactly. If if that fight would have been like Pettis versus Tony Ferguson, so now everyone because everyone in the crowd was just like, "Wow, this is fucking amazing!" And then Khabib does that, I think we've got a full scale riot on our hands. And for that reason, Khabib's got to be he's got to be dragged. accountable. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. got to be held accountable, mm. and his team have got to be held accountable. You know, there's guys there. That should never, ever, ever be allowed anywhere near a UFC octagon again. Mm. If you're climbing the cage to attack Conor McGregor, and you've got no, you're not even in the corner. You're just one of the one of Team Khabib's entourage. You will never. And apparently, one of them's a UFC fighter as well. Mm. The guy who was supposed to be fighting Artem Lobov, which is obviously off now. Those guys will never mind the UFC contracts getting ripped up. They will never be allowed inside the arena where the UFC is again. And listen, before you say it, I know Connor climbed the cage at Bellator and everything else, but that's Bellator should have fucking pro- prosecuted them then. You mm. know what I mean? And uh, you know everyone's like, well, yeah, but Connor did that. Connor did this. Yeah, I'm just tra- they're all separate incidents. Exactly. Though. And Connor, what Connor's done over the time has been fucking shocking. But this was different. This was the biggest MMA event in history. Khabib had done it. He proved his point, man. You've done it. You've you've clocked the game, you know what I mean. He could have. He, we should be absolutely getting super excited about Khabib potentially we should, we being the greatest on, of all time. We should be sat here pissing ourselves, going as if he Billy strutted, as if he spat on the exactly. logo, as if he did that, as if he. Oh, amazing! Mate, absolutely amazing. nailed it. The gifts, the memes, everything that had been exactly. going around the internet. Instead, we're talking about the flying eagle. But if it wasn't for Daniel Cormier and Luke Rockhold, I don't know whether they'd have been able to calm him down. No. And I think it was a master soak by Dana White in the heat of the moment going, You're not getting listen, your belt. kid, you ain't getting your belt. We ain't strapping that round you. Because the rights had gone off in the crowd. Absolutely. If he'd have strapped that belt around his waist, the place would have gone mad. And then, obviously, they dragged Khabib out, and there was just fans throwing all kinds at him, beer, bottles, everything. Because it was just, uh, it was just surreal. Listen, in the aftermath as well, you need to say, we need to say, all credit to Conor McGregor for dropping the charges because oh, three members of Khabib's team were arrested. Were arrested yeah. But Conor dropped the charges, so they were released. Conor's seen the bigger picture here. You know, has he taken some responsibility for, for creating the environment? Potentially. But he's also nipped in the bud any further conversations about, you know, well, fucking Conor did that, but then now he's prosecuting, now he's doing this. Yeah. You know, he's kind of gone, fuck it, all spared in love and war. You know, I got beat. They re- they reacted. Everyone was emotional. Crack on. We come ag- we come another day. That's a measure of Connor, I guess. <laughs> Did you see his tweet? I know. Yeah. Good knock. Good knock. <laughs> Great knock. Can't wait for the rematch. <laughs> Fucking hell. They will rematch because there's too much money involved. Of course they will. I just don't know whether it should be next. I don't think it should be next. in Russia. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. Jesus. <laughs> Woo. That'd be amazing. It won't happen in it, Russia. No, it won't. No chance. And it kind of spoiled 
an amazing event, mate. Absolutely, absolutely amazing. amazing event because that's dominated the headlines. Everything that Khabib did post fight has dominated the headlines. The fight we should just be going crazy about Khabib's dominant performance, and then what we should have just been doing is going about Tony Ferguson and Pettis giving us two rounds of absolute sex. It was sex, mate. I was that second round. I was thinking, what the fuck am I watching? This is outrageous. (laughs) Weren't it? It was brilliant. I was heartbroken. Heartbroken when, uh, when Rufus turned around, he went to, uh, he went to the ref. He said, uh, well, yeah, you probably couldn't see it, but on the TV monitor that I was watching, he asked him about his hand and, uh, and Anthony basically just turned around and said, yeah, it's broke, but I'm okay, right? <laughs> and he went, no, no, I'm pulling you out because you can't fight this dude if you're not 100%. You can't yeah. do it. And your safety's at risk. And rightfully so. That's his job. He's got to keep his fighter safe. Nick Newell's tweet, by the way, is absolutely gold. <laughs> you pussy. I always fight with one hand. <laughs> but what an unbelievable fight. Mate. It was absolutely brilliant. They've got to go again. Brilliant. got to go again. I think um, Anthony Pettis has proven once and for all that he's back. He's back. You know, there was a time that he couldn't string two wins together. In fact, I, I still don't think he has strung two wins together in about five years, four years. But he's absolutely back. He deserves his place at the top of the at the top of the thing. You know, I said on Saturday night, I was like, we're about to see the best three lightweights and Anthony Pettis in action in the t- last two fights. Is Pettis does he deserve to be alongside these guys? And absolutely, he does. You know, I wouldn't be against Pettis, Meg, Pettis, Conor McGregor. Mm. I think that'd be a fucking great fight. I think mm. he deserves it. Obviously, the argument there is Tony Ferguson probably get less money fighting Khabib than if he yeah, fought he would, yeah. Conor McGregor. He probably prefer to fight Conor McGregor. But <laughs> the risk with Tony Ferguson Khabib, of course, is we've made it four times and it has, it's fell down four times before. But that absolutely is the best fight in the division. You know what? I think I think Tony Ferguson could beat Khabib. Yeah, I do. I still, I still maintain Tony Ferguson on his day is the best lightweight in the world. He's got the energy. My my big thing with Tony going in at the weekend was how well has that knee fixed? Yeah. And in the, I don't know if this was picked up in the arena, but straight away Pettis went right fucking leg kick. Straight away, bang bang, right. See if see if it. And he limped a bit, and I thought, is it hundred percent? But that's just the way Tony Ferguson is. He he does look odd when he's walking around anyway. He's odd, he? full stop. <laughs> he's 100%. Honestly. Mate, he didn't even do any rehab. Odd, full he stop. Did, he did his own shit. He just had major knee surgery that should have kept him out of the ring for or the octagon for a year. He's back in six months and he did all his own rehab. Weird. Crazy motherfucker. Oh, he is. His energy levels are absolutely outstanding. The way he throws shots from any angle whatsoever, he can switch it. His ground game's outstanding. He's brilliant on his back. Get that Khabib fight on because I yeah. genuinely believe that's the only challenge in that division for Khabib. Yeah, I think you're probably right at the moment, Ferguson. You know what, though? I'd like to see Justin Gaethje fight Khabib as well just because, that again, he can fall back on that wrestling and he's relentless. He can yeah. match Khabib. You need energy, don't you? You yeah, need a proper 100%. tank to stay and, and with. That's it. You know, Connor's not famous for having a, a great tank. Tony Ferguson has. Yeah. You know, he got dropped a couple of times by Pettis early in yeah. that second round. Yeah. And yet he come back and you were like, did, did Ferguson win that round? Yeah. He was on the floor fucking three times. Yeah. But he's just relentless. And when the two of them were just fighting through the claret and it was just fucking blood all over them both. He loves it though, doesn't he? I was like, yeah, this is it. You, you can... This is what we're here for. <laughs> fucking war. <laughs> brilliant. Absolutely brilliant, Colmaine. Loved every second of it. And I hope Ferguson is rewarded with a shot at Khabib next, but as I say... Oh, Connor. He deserves the big money fight now because as he, yeah. I think he was... 
I mean, the boys in the in the main event, Khabib's purse, which is withheld at the moment, was $2 million. Connor was at three base, wasn't it? And yeah, obviously there's loads of other shit that goes on. gets added on. Yeah, Connor will probably walk away with about 50, I reckon. Right, exactly. But their base is uh, yeah. two So Khabib three. could go as high as 10, maybe. But Tony Ferguson's at 150 grand. And oh, you think yeah. to yourself, he ain't been, he's only been, he got strips of that interim belt, didn't he? He, yeah. wasn't, he wasn't beaten. He's the man for me. He is the man. And he deserves the big money fight. The big pay-per-view points now, either against Khabib or... Connor's the one that's going to earn him the most, though, isn't it? Yeah. And he'll beat them both. I think he'll beat them both. Yeah. I really do. I know that Khabib's fucking outrageously good, but Tony Ferguson is the one. I think he is as well, yeah. I think you're right. I'd love to see that fight. Um, Derek Lewis is... You want to go Derek Lewis? Hot balls. What was better, the, the comeback and knockout or the post-fight interview? <laughs> he knocked him out with 11 seconds left in the third And he, was get, he got beat up, After losing... For 14 minutes and 45 seconds. Yeah. He literally won six seconds, i.e. Great shot, wasn't it? The, the left, long, right hand. Yeah. And you know what? I was doing live commentary, and between rounds, they were coming to me between rounds. And at the end of the first and the end of the second, they said the same thing. They said, fucking Volkov is leaving the door open. He had him in trouble. He had he had Lewis all over the place yeah, in the did. first. He had him struggling in the second, and he didn't pull the trigger. He was hesitant. He was leaving him in there. And I was like, you do not leave the fucking door ajar yeah. when the black beast is swinging. And with 30 seconds to go, he just went, fuck it, I'm going for it. And that was a that was a right-hand George Foreman we've been proud of, wasn't it? Well, yeah. And I was ecstatic that Derek did land it. And then obviously his post-fight interview was tremendous. We'll talk about it in a minute. And then when the dust settled, I remembered that that's the only fight on the whole card that fucked up my accumulator. <laughs> Volkov, mate, what are you playing at, sunshine? Don't I thought it was a shoo-in. I well. thought it was a shoo-in that he would win that fight. Agreed. Um, I had the karate hottie, and then I had Khabib in the fourth, as you Just well know, my friend. By the way, mm. in the flesh. Outrageous. Fucking hell. Outrageous. Well, you've seen I, I posted yeah, I know what you on did. Insta. This is it, right? So just to get me back for that uh, Lomachenko picture that I sent him, who, by the way, was in attendance I know. at the weekend. I thought, I oh, he's going to be hanging out with me, mate. <laughs> uh, Nick sent me a lovely video of him with uh, with the karate hottie, Michelle Waterson, and I was like, that is out. She's a smoke show. That is outrageous. Honestly, she's a smoke show. Yeah. Honestly, smoke show. <laughs> That's all I've got to say about that. When in Vegas. Honestly. <laughs> uh, but Derek, why have you taken your pants off? Because <laughs> my balls are up. <laughs> then Joe Rogan. Yeah, Joe Green. Yeah, I understand, man. Because <laughs> we all do. That's what blokes do. We take our pants off when our balls are up. Absolutely. <laughs> Fucking right we do. I'm brilliant. Can I come on your podcast and smoke some weed with you? <laughs> Fucking Anytime. What is, what is this? <laughs> That's getting broadcast around the world. And he don't wow. give a fuck. Did he fuck? He no. don't give a fuck. Absolutely brilliant. What's next for you? I need to take my black ass <laughs> out of here because I'm fucked. <laughs> He's like, do you think you deserve a title shot next? No. <laughs> <laughs> He's, like, He's the number two heavyweight on the planet. No, I mean, no, no. I've got no cardio. <laughs> I need to get fit. You can't help but love him, man. He was cool as fuck when I yeah. was chatting to him during the week and uh, you know, he was like, I'm going to have to take this thing seriously, aren't I? I'm going to have to start training like a professional. He was like, no more fucking chicken wings for me. No more fried chicken. No more chocolate cakes. And he was like, sounds shit. 
Maybe I'll just stay as a fat content, a fat content, a fat maybe or something like that. It's like, mate, you are brilliant. He is brilliant. He is brilliant. Um, he gives us all hope, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he does. Gives hope to I every, reckon I can do a bit. There, yeah. I reckon I've got a hairmaker in me. Exactly. Get yeah. twatted for uh, good Fucking 14 brilliant. minutes and land some it. That's why he's got Knockout King tattooed on his chest. Yeah. What did you, uh, in the arena, what did you make of the uh, Reyes OSP fight? I, I, refused, I refused to score it as a points decision. I was like, that's a knockout for Reyes. Nah. But then I never heard, the, I couldn't hear the buzzer. Neither. I didn't hear the buzzer at the end of the round. All I heard was the klaxon go. Yeah. And next thing you know, Reyes lands, lands a knockout punch. And I was like, well, that's a knockout for me. I'm sorry, that's no. a knockout. The cla- it went. No, the buzzer I went, don't mate. care. Never mind. No. Just, just because you're in the arena and everybody's fucking out. screaming, it went. I heard it. It came through my TV speakers, pal. No, we knocked him out. No, absolutely. It, was a knockout. it wasn't a knockout. It, it was a knockout. It wasn't. I don't care what the, the, fight what the history books say. The fight Dominic wrong. Reyes knocked out OSP. Imagine if OSP had been winning on the cards. I know, yeah. And OSP got the decision. I thought he was wicked, Reyes, though, to be fair. He's fantastic. For someone who's just the first round, well, on paper, looks like a first round knockout artist. Only been a di- only been out the first round once. Hmm. To keep his composure the way he did and to outfight OSP and not load up on his punches as much as you would expect someone with that kind of record. Hmm. He was cool as fuck. I was so impressed. Patient. Accurate, fast, technical. Mm. Don't get me wrong, OSP is not the best boxer in the division, far from it. But he's a dangerous motherfucker, OSP, and mm. he's got power, absolute knockout power in one in one punch, one strike. But um I thought Reyes just absolutely manhandled him and then to finish him like that with that final he didn't finish him. Final second knockout. You see, this is what I love about this podcast, and people do like to point this out to us on a on a week by week, day by day basis. And we make, and we make no apologies for it because we are biased fuckers. Um, everybody lets to hark back to when we we covered UFC London, and Michael Bisping was knocked out in the third round at the end of the third round against Anderson Silva, but it went on the klaxon. Yep. And both of us sat there and goes, "No, no, it's not a knockout. That no, that's fine. Mike's Mike's fine to continue." And he did. He continued and ended up winning the fourth round, and then ended up winning the fight fantastically. However, the same thing happens to somebody else. No. Uh, definitely a knockout. <laughs> Double standards on here, mate. Absolutely. It was, listen, fantastic. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Reyes the go again, mate, because I thought, it, like you say, I thought yeah. he was top class. Well, he's a new contender in this light heavyweight division. He mm. jumps up now. There's a lot of them now, man. Or something like that. There's so, a lot of them. And you know what? Light heavyweight's been a shitty division for the last few years. It's just, you know, John Jones dominated for so long, but really there was only John Jones, Gustafsson and Cormier. Everyone else always felt like a bit of an also ran. Mm. But now you've got Latifi, Jimmy's Jimmy Manor was still in the mix. Smith. Obviously, you've got fucking Anthony Smith now. You've got this Ray, guy. Reyes, yeah. Yeah. Some good kids in there, man. Yeah, man. Mm. So yeah, that Santos as well. Yeah. It's good. Um, anything else ca- catch your eye? Um, Aspen Ladd was the other standout, obviously. Aspen Ladd's performance on the undercard. She's smashed the ultimate soccer mom, Tonya Evinger. Yeah, did you She not- literally looks like she's just parked a bus full of kids. <laughs> yeah, she does. On the way to hockey practice outside the arena and then running to have a fight. And Aspen Ladd looks like 12. Yeah. Literally, when you see Aspen Lad in the flesh, she looks like a twelve-year-old girl. But she's vicious as fuck. She's man. fucking a little monster. That the way that she just was taking her head off in that ground and pound yeah. first round. To be fair, when the fight, when the fight started, I actually thought that she were a little bit tentative. I thought, hey, what's going on here? Because everybody was building Aspen Lad up to be this thing, yeah. And she was getting tagged a couple of times, taking a few kicks. But the moment it went to the deck, I just went, fucking hell, this kid. And she makes so much noise when she's punching the shit out of someone, yeah, doesn't she? No, like screaming the living daylights out of it. I'm thinking, this is violent. Stop it now. Yeah. And obviously, it did finish. I think it was about two, three minutes into the first round when it she just beat the shit out of her. She's like, she's like Monica Sellers. <laughs> yeah, she is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Monica Sellers. Crossed with the kid out of fucking 
what's that movie where the head spins around backwards? Chucky. No, the possessed one with the uh, what's it called? Where you get the where she's possessed by the devil. She starts vomiting and shit. The Exorcist. Yeah, The Exorcist. Like Monica Sellers crossed with the girl out The Exorcist. <laughs> That's Aspen Lad. That's what she remind me of. There you go. I've, um, no, I've no doubt somebody will make a meme of that. Exactly. What I do want to mention as well is before we sign off. I, on the Friday night, I went to a grappling tournament. You'd have loved it. Uh, called Quintet. No, I fucking wouldn't That's have loved it. it. Called Quintet, and it was it was actually cool as fuck. It was kind of like the um, the final of Karate Kid, where he has the karate tournament, and it's just that big square. Yeah, I saw your picture. It was wicked. Honestly, I really You're enjoyed the best it. <laughs> but um, Lonnie Hart, who was the the ring announcer for Pride, she was there, so it was sick as fuck. I got to hear it announce. But the reason I mentioned it is Faber fought on it. Josh Barnett fought on it. It was a wicked tournament. Loads of legends were there. Ensign Inoue was there. He was like, him and Dan was like pouring all over him. Sakuraba. So as we got there, we got there late, obviously. And uh, we're walking over and there's this little guy standing outside just fucking having a smoke outside like the, the and entrance. You, and you walked over and went, all right, lad, can I have a do on yeah, that? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and uh, as we're walking towards him, Dan turned to me and went, there's Sakuraba. And I was thinking, there's fucking no way that's the Gracie Hunter. There's no way that's the iconic Japanese fucking killer, Sakuraba. And it was. He just His team had just lost in the tournament, and he literally come outside to have a smoke. It was funny. It was so, totally fucking surreal moment, just like meeting a legend who's puffing on a fag in his wrestling gear outside an arena. It was just weird. And we eventually got inside and stuff. We watched it all. But the reason I wanted to bring it up is... There was a BJJ guy who ended up winning the tournament. Or it was Uriah Faber's team won the tournament, Team Alpha Male. But they had like selected guys they brought in. It was obviously a grappling. Cobra Kai. Yeah, exactly. So it was a grappling tournament. And the guy who won it for Uriah Faber's team is a guy called Gordon Ryan. Just remember that name, Gordon Ryan, because he's a fucking absolute kidder. He's part of John Danaher's. Um, death squad out of New York. He's got this like squad of killing jujitsu guys, massive, just big juice heads. But he was a fucking absolute killer in there. And I just thought, and I was saying to Dan, when this kid comes to MMA, he's going to be a bit. And Dan was like, yep, absolutely, he's going to be a beast. So Gordon Ryan, apparently, he's got a younger brother as well. I missed his fight. His younger brother looked like fucking Macaulay Culkin, but Dan was like, he's an even better jujitsu fighter than the younger brother. And he's like a t- he's like a teenager, but he beat the shit out of like some wow. veteran BJJ black belt on the night before he got there. So the Ryan brothers, yeah, keep an eye out for them. Mm. Um, away from UFC two two nine, there has been other stuff going on in the world of mixed martial arts, and I'm I'm glad actually that you were in at Las Vegas when the when the news broke uh, that the bullet against Johanna has been pulled. Devastated. I know, I'm glad you're out there because you could have drowned your sorrows in uh, all the things that you were getting yourself into whilst you were out there, mate. Because if you'd have been at home. You might not a bit. I might not have been able to console you. I was just devastated because we were going head to head. We were, we were, we were going head to head. Big, so. va- big vat of mud, and our boy, our, our girls were going at it. Exactly. The reasons behind it being pulled because nobody's injured. The contracts were signed. It's done. Joanna's absolutely fucking going off her head, and rightfully so because it's all done and dusted. We were off to Toronto, mate. That's what we were doing. Uh, however, because they need a headline. For UFC 230 yeah. at Madison Square Garden in New York City, they've decided, the UFC, uh, to bring Valentina Shevchenko's title efforts in the flyweight division forward a month 
to take on uh, Eubanks, who was in... Well, she to be fair, Eubanks was supposed to be fighting for this title anyway, wasn't she? But she got yep. injured. Nico Montano ended up taking over that yeah. uh, belt in the in the Ultimate Fighter. So therefore, she listen, she, she's earned a shot. There's no question about that. But does it fucking wet your whistle? No, nope. it doesn't. I want to see Johanna and I want to see Shevchenko going at it. Well, the good thing is I think Shevchenko runs through it anyway. Who? Eubanks? Eubanks. Yeah, yeah, of course she does, yeah. And then, so... Shevchenko versus uh, Joanna could well happen this year anyway. Yeah, and it, to be fair, the UFC did offer Johanna the fight, but she said, listen, if I'm fighting someone like her, I want a full camp, I want to be fighting proper, yeah. I want to give it my full due she's diligence. Terrified. I want to give it my she's full... Terrified. No, she's rightfully so. She's, she's terrified. She's in a dodgy place at this moment in time, and she needs to give her opponent the respect she's that terrified. she deserves. Right? My girl's going to destroy her, that's why. Mm. Listen... If Shevchenko was walking towards me, I'd be terrified mm. and aroused <laughs> all in the same way. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's off Toronto. So if you're buying a ticket for UFC 231, uh, you're not going to see Shevchenko against Johanna. Uh, but if you're getting one for Madison Square Garden, you are going to see Shevchenko in the flesh beat the shit out of Eubanks and become the new flyweight champion. It's as simple as that. I just don't know why they didn't make Nate versus Poirier for a £165 belt. It was the obvious one. If you need a title for, for Madison Square Garden... That's the fight to make. Both fighters want it. The UFC wants it. The world wants it. But Dana doesn't want it just yet because he's waiting for Connor. Exactly. He'll <laughs> soon fucking make it now. Um, the Gorillas moving up to middleweight. He's announced it. Oh, yeah. Did he announce it? Yeah. He's announced it. I'm seeing him tomorrow, so I'll find out for sure. He's announced it. Well, that's not what I've heard. What do you mean? He said that welterweight's not off the table and he will go there if need be, but his yeah, next yeah. fight's at middleweight. All right, okay. Why are you playing coy? You already know this, so why don't you just... No, I'll, I'll wait This is I'll, for the fight. I'll, Never mind wait see... for him. It's the fucking fight disciples. I'll wait until I see him tomorrow. Is he on the Radio City talk show, is he? Uh, oh, yeah, it's not a bad shout. What, you <laughs> forgot that you're doing that, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Forgot about that. You forgot that you've got a radio programme to do. You're just yeah, going to go yeah. and hang out with him. I literally was, yeah, but I may as well do some stuff with radio <laughs> now. <laughs> It's not a bad shout. Listen, I think I don't think it's a bad shout him going to middleweight either. No, no, neither do I. He's certainly got the size and the frame, obviously. We know he struggles to get down to Welter, but um I know he feels like he's got unfinished business at Welter as well. But I noticed Tom Brees called him out. Yeah. Which was uh, interesting. Listen, if you make if, if Darren Till announces that he's coming to your weight division, of course. You call him out. Big name, isn't he? Because it's the dollar. That's yeah, where the exactly, dollar's at. Yeah. I understand why Tom has done it, absolutely. I think both of them are wicked. Wicked prospects. Tom seems to have got his shit back together, so... Do you know what I want to see? Do you know what I want to see? Yeah. Till? Yeah. Adesanya. Oh, yeah. Well, we're close to it now, aren't we? They seem pally. They've been having yeah. a couple of pictures taken together and all that type of stuff. I think they obviously respect each other because they're both very similar in a lot of ways. No similar shit. Stri- yeah, but the similar striking style as well, like, so... Um, that would be fucking amazing. Wouldn't it? Though, wouldn't it? I don't think I want to see it yet. I want to see, oh, it, for, I want to see it for the title. Why, why don't you want to see it yet? I want to see it for the title. Do you? Yeah, yeah. I think that's a title fight, me. They're my two favourites, man. <laughs> <laughs> the gorilla and the last style bender. That's yes, it, please. Man. That's a fight, that. Fucking awesome fight. Anyway, um, if you want confirmation that Darren Till is going up to middleweight, even though I've just given it you, um, try and listen to the Radio City Talk Show if he remembers yeah. to take his recording equipment to actually record a pro. This is what he does, right? Just with Darren. All right, what show's it going on? Oh, I've not got my recording equipment. <laughs> you fucking what? <laughs> just hanging out. He's going for a piece of pizza. Yeah, you're going down to his uh, new shop. Yeah, better slice of pizza, yeah. That's it. 
Um, there's no fights this weekend for us uh, to get stuck into regarding the UFC. No. Nope. So I think we'll just dedicate this podcast uh, to the Eagle because he most certainly landed <laughs> in, in more ways than one. We're going to have to use that image of him flying, flying through the sky. Flying through the sky. That's mm. got to be used. Mm. You know, that's an iconic photograph now. So we'll find we'll find a, a decent copy of it. Um, thank you very much for listening. If you, this is the first time you've ever come across us, you can uh, subscribe via iTunes. Fight Disciples. You can get all our Android feeds, uh, however you wish to consume this, via our website, fightdisciples.com. At Fight Disciples, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're all over YouTube as well. Uh, there's loads of boxing content on there at this moment in time. Um, and if you can subscribe to us, that would be absolutely wonderful on all those platforms. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.